Welcome to the Perky Collar Radio Show, where we talk to entrepreneurs from across the globe to learn why they started their company, what mistakes they've made, what they learned from those mistakes, and they all share an incredible success story. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Perky Collar Radio Show. I'm your host, David M. Frankel. Today, I'm so excited to introduce to you my guest, Vikrant Sharia. He's the founder of and CEO of bestsellingbook.com. Good morning, uh, Vikrant. How are you this morning? Good morning, David. Uh, so for me, it is night over here. It is nine, around 9.40 p.m. I'm in India. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, good morning for you. <laughs> Well, good evening for you and good morning for me and whether you're okay. listening to this podcast in morning or nighttime, just know we got all the time time zones covered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so kick us off, Akron, with the why. Why did you start bestsellingbook.com? Okay, so the first company which I started, it, it wasn't definitely a bestsellingbook.com. It was something else, but why I started a bestsellingbook.com? Uh, there was no specific reason in the first place, uh, initially, actually, it was a gradual process. So just to share my background a little bit, um, I 12 years ago, I was in an engineering college. I used to hate lecture. And I one fine day, I discovered a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, and it completely changed my perception about finance and life. So, And the very same day, I decided to drop out of the college. So I dropped out, I started a business. Um, made a bunch of mistakes and uh, and then of course it I had to shut down the company in, in six months so initially my goal was to just survive I was living in a single room apartment not able to pay my rents my bills so I had to really pay my bills I had to really make money so so that's the reason the foundation piece of bestsellingbook.com happened on that day when I decided to write my own book because I thought that after writing a book, I can make some money and I can pay some some of my bills. So I wrote some of my books, made some money and paid my bills. But down the line, I discovered there were so many people who started reaching out to me, asking me help for uh, how they can also write and publish their books. So initially it was helping them with my coaching and consultation but then there were again so many people who were not able to write their own book because they were super busy they were not having time or skill set so i assembled a team of writers editors cover designers publishers marketers and i incorporated the company in states in delaware and uh, and then i created this company bestsellingbook.com which is kind of a done for you book writing publishing marketing services for thought leaders, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, and speakers, and basically help them turn their ideas into a best-selling book in just six months, even if they don't have the time or skill set to write a book. So that's that's the journey. That's the story. Fantastic. So tell us about the book you wrote, because obviously that's the foundation of the whole thing. So the, the first book which I wrote was not under my own name. It was under a pen name. It was about real estate, and I had... <laughs> I had no idea about how to, like about real estate and everything, but the first book was about how to sell house. And the the book title was 19 Days to Sell Your House. (laughs) So what I did was, I don't, I really don't recommend it to anyone, 
and that's the reason <laughs> I, that's the reason I have unpublished those books which were under my pen names. Uh, you can't find it anywhere. Otherwise, I was making some royalties income. But my initial thought was just to make some money, and and then I, but yeah, like that that book was really good. Like I also received some thank you emails from people saying that they were able to sell their house houses using that book. So the book was really good, and I realized that I was good at systemizing and really. Uh, making some complex ideas and turning it into very simple to understand uh, and easy to implement ideas. And that's what I did for that book as well, right? There was there were millions of articles and blogs published on how to sell house. But what I did was I created 19 chapters and every chapter was day by day. So day number one was chapter number one. So what you have to do on the day number one then day number two, day number three. And by the end of day 19, probably you would be able to sell your house. So this was the, the first book which I published, I guess, 11 years ago. Very good. And I think right now with the economy the way it is, it's been a big time seller's market. You could probably sell it in 19 minutes <laughs> instead of 19 <laughs> days. Because <laughs> right. so many houses are flying off the market and they're getting multiple offers and people are paying more than the asking price. And it's kind of a crazy economy we're living in today. Obviously, that was 11 years ago. It was a very different economy. But uh, I can only imagine how it's different now in comparison to 11 years ago. So that's mm. very interesting. But I'm sure it's all the same things apply. It's just you don't probably have to do as many things to get your house ready because the market is just so strong for sellers right now. And it continues to be mm. that way. I think all across the country, I don't know how it is in India. I know in the United States and so parts of the United States, uh, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, in the United States. So mm -hmm. here the market's insanely uh, crazy for the sellers. It's just as mm -hmm. a buyer, you may put an offer in 10 houses and get zero because mm -hmm. they put, they're willing to spend 25, 50, 100,000 over the asking price and you just weren't willing to offer more than the other person. So mm -hmm. it's kind of a crazy, crazy world we're living in right now. Wow. So why real estate? Why did you choose real estate as your first book? Uh, so, uh, so basically, when I discovered, so I was sitting in a, in my room, was trying to discover that okay, what, how actually I can make money, and I was searching online on my broken laptop and two G internet speed, like how to make money online, <laughs> <laughs> with uh, with zero investment because I had no money. So, and I discovered self publishing at that day. Okay, like I can write books, I can publish book. And when I decided that, okay, I'll be writing books. So I started looking for top niches or topics on which I can write a book about. And there were so many topics, of course, there were maybe dozens of topics I, I shortlisted. And finally, I, I basically my chain of thought was I'm gonna be writing uh, books in series. So first of all, it would be how to sell house. Then the second would be how to maybe prize your house. So third would be maybe how to list your house. Like they, in real estate, I could have multiple different books which I could publish. But I, I didn't publish a lot of books in real estate, maybe just three or four. But within just, once I started making money, I realized that like this is not worth it. Like I'm, I'm not an expert on real estate topic. I haven't done it really on the ground. So I should just simply unpublish those books. So... Um, the first legitimate book which I published was in 2017, uh, where I was making some really good money in my business. I was helping a lot of people. 
Uh, I launched several of my courses, right, about how to write and publish books. And the first book was about um, actually how to become successful in business. So the book, the book's title was Power, the Success Mantra. And then last year I published specifically a book about how to write a book. So the book's title is How to Write a Bestseller. So, um, so yeah, these are the two books which are under my name officially, but all the books which were under my pen names, now I, now I have unpublished those books. So just to recap, the one you wrote in 2017 was called uh, Power Success Mantra. Did I get that right? Yes, correct. Okay. And then How to Write a Bestseller. Yeah. And what year was that? How to, be how to Write a Bestseller? Was that also 2017 or was that later? No, it was last year. Last year, 2020. Yep. You got to write a book on how to survive a pandemic. That's a. <laughs> <laughs> that's what everybody wants to know. Hey, yeah. That's, that's the million dollar question. What steps should I take to survive a pandemic? And what business should I be in during a pandemic? That's another million dollar question as well. Hmm. So you mentioned earlier, uh, Bikrat, that you made some mistakes. And I think that's one of the important things about this show, uh, that we all make mistakes along the way. We all fail along the way. No one likes to talk about you know, failure or mistakes we made. I think even as children, it's like you're supposed to get straight A's. You're supposed to not make mistakes. You're supposed to get all hundreds. It's not realistic. And embracing failure, not embracing making mistakes. But I think in life, when you start becoming an entrepreneur, start writing books, you start you know, starting a business, mistakes are inevitable. And honestly, if you're not making mistakes, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. So share with us some of the mistakes you made uh, when you first launched 11 years ago. And most importantly, though, what did you learn from those mistakes that other people can learn from as well? Sure. Uh, so let me share some of my mistakes of my first business. So my first business uh, was the name of the, the company was Investment Linkup, where I was actually building a platform like online where entrepreneurs and investors could, can meet. Right. I mean, entrepreneurs can get funding and investors can get really good ideas to invest in. Uh, it, it was a good idea, but one of the biggest mistakes which I made was I was trying to build that platform based on my assumptions. I didn't actually go into the market and really do the survey properly that, hey, like after interviewing to entrepreneurs or investors, that, hey, like what do you need exactly? What kind of things which you require as an investor, which you look into a, a company and as an entrepreneur, like, okay, what exactly do you look, what kind of funding you are looking? And I didn't, I was not building that that entire platform based on the real data. I was just building it based on my assumption. And that's the reason. So of course I I, I borrowed some money from my my family, friends, relatives, seniors, and I started that company, um, hired some employees. And uh, for four or five months, I was just trying to build a <laughs> build a platform. And I thought that, okay. Maybe uh, once I launch that company, then there will be a lot of people really joining the platform. And when I launched that platform, nothing happened, right? So this was one of the biggest mistakes which I made, uh, which was really taking action based on my assumption. Don't do that, right? Like even if you are in the business, always see what people are actually looking for and then uh, build something around that. Don't build something based on your assumption. The second mistake uh, was also a really big mistake. Was 
I thought that to really have a successful business, you you need a very, very big team, right? And <laughs> that's the reason when I started off my first company, I, I was just 17 or 18 at that time. And within just first week, I hired, I believe, seven or eight employees. <laughs> and one was content writer, another was graphic designer, third was website builder and other people. So most of my most of the funds which I had was actually going to pay salaries. And I was into that situation where I was still not sure what I'm building. And I hired so many people. So that was, this is the kind of a trap which I, I see some of the young entrepreneurs going to, right? They start, first of all, get some funding, even maybe from investors or maybe from family or friends. And then they start hiring people. Don't do that. First of all, really see what people are really looking for, whether people like for the offer or product which you are building, are they really going to be pay you for that? So mistake number two was uh, trying to build a team first and then actually trying to build a product or offer. So this was mistake number two. The third mistake I believe was um, uh, really trying to... Um, take big steps in the initial journey of my business. Um, and that was one of the, also one of my biggest mistake. So of course you can have really big dreams, but you always have to start very, very small. Take very small steps, right? Take very calculative risks because, and at the same time, like, especially if it is about money, like how where to spend the money, where actually to have the expenses. You have to be very productive for, the money which you have maybe in your bank account or the money which you have reserved for to run the company. Otherwise, you will not be able to survive for a very long time in the business or in the, or in the entrepreneurial journey. So uh, always take very small steps, right? Don't spend a lot of money in <laughs> so many different things. First of all, really decide that what do you want to offer? Whom do you want to offer? Why do you want to offer? And once you do that, then start small. First of all, get some clients, start making some money, have some positive cash flow, and then maybe start building some of your team members. Um, so yeah, these are some of the mistakes which I made in my first business and I applied that mistake. Or I, I really tried to not do those same mistakes in my second business. And that's the reason, like, of course, the business which I'm right now, like it is doing really, really well. Well, good, congratulations. And I think the part of the challenge all entrepreneurs have is from all of our peers that have successful businesses, they'll say, stop trying to do everything yourself, hire people, build a team. And it's just to trying to, I think every entrepreneur is different. Every industry is different as to at what point should you hire people? How much mm -hmm. should you pay those people? And trying to build a team around you, which allows you to scale, you know, when you're working on the business, not in the business, and all these different strategies that all these entrepreneurs are having, you know, multi-million dollar companies, billion dollar companies. Well, I'll tell you, the more you start delegating, the more the business can grow, it can scale. So I think as entrepreneurs getting started, we're looking forward to that happening right away. The faster we mm -hmm. build our team, the faster we can grow. But there, yeah. as you mentioned, there are some downfalls to growing, trying to hire people too fast because then your cash is all gone. Right. If you don't have the cash flow to support those people, then the business won't be around very long. So it's just a fine line. You gotta gotta go with your gut and hire people as needed, one person at a time. As the cash flow increases, then you hire someone new. 
Uh, and I think it's also important to know your strength mm. and hire people that have uh, strengths where you're weak. And I think mm. that's a hard thing for a lot of entrepreneurs to assess is you hate to talk about what you're not good at. Yeah. But when you truly understand your strengths, you truly understand your weaknesses, it allows you when you're ready to hire, allows you to hire the right people to make the company better because they're picking up where you're leaving off. Mm. Great points. Yep. So walk me through a success story. Obviously, you made some mistakes. You learned from those mistakes. Uh, share with us some success stories you had. Maybe a client you took on that had great success in their book. Or, you know, just share with one something that's really proud of. Because obviously, we all have that why. Why we got business. And mm. those success stories, to me, is the fuel of the fire. That's what gets us up every morning. That's what gets us salivating every morning. That's what gets us over the hump of a bad week, a bad month, a bad quarter. Share with us a success story that keeps you going, keeps you fired up every single day. Okay. So uh, maybe I should share. <laughs> there, there's so many success stories which I have to share. Like I'm actually trying to think which one I should say. Okay. So um, let me share a client's success story. Huh. So three years ago, like, I was, I used to think that, okay, maybe writing a book and only help people who are in an information business. means people who are coaches, speakers, consultants, right? Or someone like, someone who has any message or idea and they actually want to, uh, they try to monetize those ideas or message or stories. Um, three years ago, a doctor came to us and, uh, he was also having a product line where he used to sell some kind of a product which was a natural alternative to insulin to cure diabetes. And uh, he wanted to write a book about his product and uh, then actually wanted to sell this book um, and also wanna, wanted to share with the world that how actually his business or how actually his product works so it was a very technical book and he wanted to grow his business using his book so i was not sure whether how writing a book can help him do that but when he was persistent like we said okay let's do that we helped him writing book of course uh, his book was uh, bestseller in diabetes category and like he was happy and all these things after six months i actually checked in with him seeing that how his, how his business is doing. I was amazed to see that he actually used his book to get on multiple different media sites, podcasts, news channels, right? And also was able to double his business using just his book. So this is when I realized the power of book. And uh, when, you, when you ask that, what is the why? Like why it's actually you want to, working or why actually I'm doing what I'm doing. So initially, of course, as I mentioned that my initial why was just to make money, just to pay my bill. But down the line, I realized that my team and I become very happy when my clients receive thank you emails from their readers saying that how their, how their life or how their businesses uh, changed or were able to do really, really good. Uh, just after reading the book. So 
when we see this, like we realize that we are not only helping our clients, we are also helping the readers who are reading their books. So it is kind of a ripple effect or a snowball effect which we're making in the society. And for me specifically as well, like I believe that books can really change the world. It has certainly changed mine, right? So 11 or 12 years ago when I would, um, that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, had, had completely changed the direction of my life. And I'm really happy that I made that decision to drop out of the college. And because of that, like I'm really happy my family is happy and of course i'm really content with my life so so this is what we are doing this is like we are actually trying to change the world <laughs> one book at a time very good i'm gonna change gears just a little bit so people have some nice tidbits to walk away with from the interview and since you have some experience helping people write books and having bestsellers give me a top three tips to become a bestseller so um, first of all, like uh, when you talk about bestseller, people think that it's, it always should be about marketing and doing the right promotion. But the, the promotion starts with the product. If you don't have a really good product, then no matter how good the promotion would be, of course, maybe for a few days or a few weeks, the book could be in the bestseller chart. But if you really want to, have a long-term effect and really long-term success of the book, then you really need a very high quality product. And over here, the high quality product means a very high quality book. Like really provide massive value. First of all, really understand what does the, the reader needs, what kind of problem they are facing, what kind of pain they're experiencing in their life or business, and then actually trying to offer the solution and actually showing to them that how to go from point A to point B. And if you really do that, uh, this is going to make a product really, really good. Once this is fine, right? So when you have really dialed up the product, the second is packaging, right? So if you have a product ready, the second pillar is actually the packaging, which is uh, having a really professional looking book cover design, really professional looking interior designing or book formatting, having a uh, really good author bio, author picture, right? So book description, book title, subtitle. So this, these different elements actually makes the book look really good, really professional. You need to understand that when you're, when you're publishing the book on Amazon, you're not just publishing your book, you're actually publishing yourself. You're publishing your brand. You're publishing your brand value on the book. And people are going to be judging you based on the quality uh, of the book. So make sure you hire a really professional uh, staff to do these things like cover designing, interior designing, book description, and then actually do that. So product is done, then comes the packaging. The third is the pricing. Pricing, of course, you can actually list down top 50 books in your market and see what are the, the pricing of these books. And then of course, take out an average and then actually you can have the pricing based on that. The fourth is the promotion. Right. The, the, the promotion is the fourth pillar. And of course, uh, for promotion, when you talk about bestseller, there are uh, several different ways you can make it a bestseller. Uh, but you need to understand that there are also different type of list or different type of platform where you can become a bestseller. The first is very simple Amazon bestseller. The second is Wall Street Journal or USA Today bestsellers. 
Third is uh, New York Times bestseller. So we help nowadays, we help people with Amazon bestseller, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today. Uh, we are still trying to figure out how to make the book bestseller on New York Times. Um, maybe within a year or two years, we can, we'll be able to do that. But yeah, for Amazon specifically, you have to get, you have to first of all, find the right category. Um, there are some tools out there, like Publisher Rocket, through which you can find uh, how many ECS the number one book is getting in in a in a day in a day or two days. Once you realize that okay, these are the number of sales. For example, the number one book is getting five hundred sales. So your goal is to get more than five hundred sales in a day, so that your book can outrank the number one book and you can become a number one best-selling author. So it's a very simple strategy. You can leverage Amazon ads, BookBub ads, podcast promotion. Right, different type of strategies to actually get number of sales um, and then make it a bestseller on Amazon. For Wall Street and Amazon, uh, sorry, for Wall Street and USA Today, you have to get around 5,000 to 7,000 sales within a week and specifically for ebook. And if you do that, then you become bestseller on these platforms. For New York Times, like you have to get more than 15,000, 20,000 sales specifically for paperback. But <laughs> it this doesn't make sure that you will be uh, becoming a New York Times bestseller. You also need some different uh, things, like you have to get on uh, traditional media, so you have to get on several different podcasts, right? So there's so many different things, but still it is not sure that they're going to be selecting you as a New York Times bestseller. So these are, uh, first of all, these are 4P, product, packaging, pricing, and uh, promotion. And these are three or four different uh, places or uh, platform where you can become bestsellers. Those are some great nuggets. I hope people are writing that down. Uh, all great tips and great information. And I think it's interesting to understand how each promotion category looks at certain uh, metrics to determine if you're worthy of the bestseller list. So that's fantastic tips. Thank you so much for sharing those things. And I'm sure people are going to play this uh, interview back to hear those one more time because they were all so powerful and so important. Uh, I want to wrap the call up with uh, two more questions. Top three mistakes writers make when they write a book. Top three mistakes. Top three mistakes. I'm sure you see it all the time. Yeah, yeah. One of the first mistakes which I've seen is uh, whenever people try to write a book, they always start without a book outline. <laughs> so most of the people, right, they always start with chapter number one. And that's the reason they're they don't know where to complete that chapter and actually move to the next chapter. And they always get confused and then they actually end up not completing the book, right? So always, always, always start with a book outline. Never start without a book outline. Book outline is kind of a business plan for your business, right? If you don't have a business plan or marketing plan, it would be, right, you will, you'll just do all the things, right? And of course, eventually you will end up not able to complete the important things, right? So if you really have to complete the book, then first of all, start with the book outline. The second mistake which I've seen is that people, whenever they start writing the book, they always, they also try to make each and every paragraph perfect while they're writing the book. So they're actually doing the editing. They're editing the book along with the book writing. Don't do that. First of all, make sure that you get your book done as soon as possible. Get your first draft ready. Don't think about that, how many mistakes, the grammatical mistakes or the, the logical flow. 
don't worry about that. First of all, make sure that your book is written. And once it is written, then you have the first draft ready, then you can make the changes. Or you can also take professional help in fixing those things. The third mistake which I've seen is, um, so we are living in the 21st century, but we are still trying to write a book uh, the way people used to write a book in 19th century, right? Maybe in 19th century, people used to write a book on um, pen and paper or stones, right? Maybe, but we are still doing the same thing. Like we are, of course, we are using Google Docs or MS Word, but we are still sitting down writing the book. So, <laughs> so we have to really change that. So we need to understand that writing a book with the help of technologies, you can really help. We can really write the book without actually writing the book. And one of the best ways, of course, having a professional course writer, right? And they can simply interview you and write the book. But there's some other ways as well. The second way to write a book without writing the book is once you have the book outline ready, just simply narrate the chapters. Don't write it. Just simply start narrating it. Maybe take a microphone, just start talking about it because most of the people are good at speaking their book or speaking those ideas or message or their stories instead of them actually sitting down writing the book. So just simply start talking and then record it. And once the recording is done for every chapter, simply upload it on maybe rev.com or happyscribe.co, any transcriber software, simply transcribe it or simply hire a transcriber and just make the transcription and you have the first draft ready, right? And then of course you can make the changes. The third uh, way is actually very technology based and you can use artificial intelligence to, which can help you write the book. There are some tools out there like jarvis.ai, which are like a 21st century course writer. You simply add some command and they're gonna be writing the book for you. Um, I have, I was able to write another book, right, last month in just five days, total 10 hours using this, uh, this technology, Jarvis.ai, which is an artificial intelligence where you just have to simply provide the command. So to really understand how to do that, simply go to bestsellingbook.com slash challenge. And over there, you can see five days book writing challenge where you can see, I have actually documented the entire book writing process, right? Just simply go there, actually understand how I was able to write the book in five days. It's gonna, it's, it, it is fun. Reading is gonna save your time. Um, so in just 10 hours, 10 hours, I was able to write a really full-fledged book, a first draft ready. So these are the three mistakes which people make. First of all, st people start without an outline. Second is people try to edit the book while writing the book. The third is people, are actually writing the book the way people used to write it in 19th century. They're actually sitting down and writing the book, right? So these are the three mistakes. Very thorough. Thank you so much for the detail and also thank you for the summary. I normally have to go back and summarize people's insight and I appreciate you uh, going back and summarizing for me. Allows you to keep talking instead of me. You want to hear your voice, not mine. <laughs> but Karat, uh, let's wrap it up. I appreciate your time. Uh, share with our listening audience your website, your social media, how people can find you if you want to give out emails or phone numbers or whatever you feel like giving out. Uh, so you can help people that are listening to the show that feel like they should be authors, feel told they should write a book and just haven't taken the next step to make that happen. So, so you can help them share all your contact information, please. Yeah. So I think, I believe they're going to be two types of audience. 
listening to this show, uh, first type of audience would be who have financial resources but really don't have the time to write the book. So they can simply go to bestsellingbook.com. There are plenty of case studies and testimonials on how we have helped people write their books and made it bestseller and how they're actually leveraging it to get more clients, build their personal brand. So if you think this is a fit, you can simply schedule a call with us on the website and one of our author or strategists is gonna really understand whether we are fit or not. If yes, then we can uh, take it further. Uh, there could be another type of audience who wanna write a book themselves because they don't have the financial resources. For them, I have actually created a checklist Actually, I was using, I used to use the checklist for my done-for-you clients. I still use that. Now I have made it public. So if, if people can simply go to bestsellingbook.com slash checklist and they can download this checklist for free, it has all these steps and sub-steps which are included in the entire book writing, publishing, and marketing journey in a, in a logical and sequential way. Simply go there, download it. It also comes with a blueprint which explains how to use the checklist. So once you download it, Make sure to print it out, paste it on the wall in front of you where you're going to be writing the book. And this is going to make sure the entire, this is going to make it the entire publishing journey very, very easy. And uh, yep, to find me, you can simply maybe do a Google search of my name, Vikran Shori, or I'm very much active on LinkedIn. So I think the first link which pops up is actually LinkedIn, right? So simply connect with me over there and happy to help you in your publishing journey. Excellent. Vikran, thank you so much. You dropped so many great gems of information today and so many great tips. I think there's a lot of great people that listen to the show all over the globe. That's the coolest part about my show is we truly have a global listenership. And I know there's a lot of great ideas out there, a lot of stories out there, a lot of hardships, a lot of success stories that people want to get out there so they can help others. So I really hope that our interview today not only helps the person listening, but can help other people they can touch through the books themselves, as we discussed earlier. So again, thank you so much for uh, sharing your insight, your experience with us, as well as the opportunity we've created today to help millions uh, globally uh, from the books that are written uh, because the people that take action today because of our podcast. So thank you so much uh, for being on the show tonight. For those in India listening, uh, this morning, for those in the United States listening, uh, and those all across the globe. And you've listened to another episode of the Perky Collar Radio Show. Thank you for listening. Are you ready to publish your own book? Do you have a story to tell? Does the world need to hear your story? Now is your chance. Go to https colon forward slash go go dot bestsellingbook.com forward slash Perky Collar Radio Show. That's right. It's as simple as that. They'll walk you through every step needed to publish your own book. And watch out. Be ready to be an Amazon bestseller, maybe a Wall Street Journal bestseller, or maybe even New York Times bestseller. It all starts with a single step and having the right team around you. Again, go to https colon forward slash go, G-O dot bestsellingbook.com forward slash perky collar radio show. Look forward to seeing your amazing results. What is the Perky Collar? It is a collar support system for dress shirts. That's right, over 18,000 of these amazing devices have been sold globally. How does it work? Lift the collar, 
Add the perky collar with the long tapered ends on top. Lower your collar on top. Adjust to make sure it's even around the collar. And that's it. You've now transformed your droopy, saggy dress shirt collar to a brand new looking dress shirt ready to tackle sweaters, jackets, blazers, and the collar still stays nice and tall. How do you find it? The website is perkyllc.com. That's spelled P as in Paul, E as in Elephant, R as in Robert, K as in Kangaroo, Y as in Yo-Yo, LLC, LarryLarryCharlie.com. That's PerkyLLC.com. Get yours today, or if you're in Charlotte, North Carolina, visiting or live here, feel free to come by South Park Mall's kiosk located between Francesca's and Toomey. Best entrance is Maggiano's and Cheesecake Factory. See you soon. Look your best. Have a great day. Perky LLC is a clothing innovation company. We solve clothing-related problems such as a droopy, saggy dress shirt collar, the pocket square that doesn't seem to sit still properly, it unfolds, it falls down, the shirt that keeps coming untucked, collar stays that keep curling on you, and more and more issues with your belt, cracking, splitting, holeless belts are the solution. You can adjust them by a quarter inch instead of having to go up an inch or down an inch. What about that lapel you want to use as an accent color to match a dress or as a color accent to your wardrobe? This and many other fun fashion accessories are available at PerkyLLC.com. Beyond innovation, we also have fashion accessories, bow ties, you name it, from feather to blingy to wooden, even wooden ones that move, even wooden ones that showcase the skyline of cities all across the country. Check out PerkyLLC.com for all these great fashion accessories, and innovative solutions.